Book 5 Ill-Considered Action Here then begins Book 5 called Ill-Considered Action. The first verse runs, Deeds ill-known, ill-recognized, ill-accomplished, ill-devised. Thought of these let no man harbor, take a warning from the barber. How was that? asked the princess and Vishnu Sharman told the following story. In the southern country is a city called Trumpet Flower. In it lived a merchant named Jewel, who lost his fortune by the decree of fate. Though his life was given to the pursuit of virtue, money, love and salvation, the loss of property led to a series of humiliations so that he sank into utter despondency. And one night he reflected, a curse upon the state of poverty. For the proverb says, conduct, patience, purity, manners, loving kindness, birth, after money disappears, cease to have the slightest worth, wisdom, sense and social charm, honest pride and self-esteem, after money disappears, all at once become a dream. To the wisdom of the wise, constant household worries bring daily diminution like winter breath upon by spring. After money disappears, keenest wisdom is at fault, choked by daily fuel and clothes, oil and butter, rice and salt. Poor and paltry neighbors' cares, waken sentiments of scorn, like the bubbles on a stream, ever dying, ever born. Yet the rich have license for all things vulgar and debased. When the ocean blows, none reprobate his faulty taste. Having thus set his mind in order, he concluded, Under these circumstances, I will abandon my life by self-starvation. What can be made of this calamity? life without money. With his resolve taken, he went to sleep. Now as he slept, a trillion dollars appeared in the form of a Jain monk and said, Good merchant, do not lose interest. I am a trillion earned by your ancestors. Tomorrow morning, I will come to your house in the same form. Then you must club me on the head so that I may turn to gold and prove inexhaustible. On awaking in the morning, he spent some time pondering on his dream. Let me think, will this dream prove true or false? I cannot tell. No doubt it will prove false, for I think of nothing but money all day and all night. And the proverb says, Dreams that do not mean a thing come to sick and sorrowing, Love lorn, drunk and worrying. At this moment a barber arrived to manicure his wife's nail. And while the barber was busy with his manicuring, a Jain monk suddenly appeared. When Jewel perceived the monk, he was delighted and struck him on the head with a stick of wood that lay handy. Whereupon the monk turned to gold and immediately fell to the ground. The merchant then set him up in the middle of the house and said to the barber, after handing him a tip, My good fellow, 
You must not tell anybody what has happened in our house. To this the barber assented. But when he reached home, he thought, Surely all these naked fellows turn to gold when clubbed on the head. So tomorrow morning I, too, will invite a lot of them and club them to death in order to get a lot of gold. And the day and the night dragged away as he meditated his plan. In the morning he rose and went to Jain Monastery, arranged his upper garment, circumambulated the conqueror thrice, shot the ground with his knees, laid his garment's hem over the gateway of his mouth, made a profound obeisance, and with an ear-piercing voice intoned the following hymn. The saints victorious endure, who live by saving knowledge pure, who sterilize the mind within, by mind against the seed of sin. And further, the tongue that praiseth him is blessed, the heart in him that seeketh rest, the hands are blessed and only they that ever to him due homage pay. After chanting other hymns also to the same effect, but in great variety, he sought out the abbot and dropped on his knees and hands, saying, Greetings, your reverence. From the abbot he received a benediction for the increase of his virtue. Likewise, instructions for a vow that involved the practice of celibacy. Then he said devoutly, Holy Sir, when you take your pious walk today, pray come to my house with your whole company of monks. My dear neophyte, replied the abbot, You know the holy law, how can you speak so? Do you take us for Brahmins that you invite us to eat? Nay, we wander each day just as it happens, and we meet pious neophyte, enter his house, be gone, never speak so again. Holy sir, said the barber, I know it well, I will do as you say. However, you have many neophytes engaged in pious labors, while I, for my part, have made ready strips of canvas adopted to wrapping of manuscripts and for copying of manuscripts and the payment of scribes, sufficient money is provided. In view of this, pray do what seems proper. And so he started. When he arrived there, he got ready cuzzles of acacia wood, placed them in a corner behind the door. Then toward noon he returned to the monastery gate and waited there. Then as they all came forth in order of dignity, he besought them as teachers and led them to his house. For their part, in their greed for book covers and money, they passed by their familiar neophytes, even the pious ones, and joyfully flocked them. Well, there is a sense in the verse, Behold the wonder, even he who lives alone from kindred free, with hand for spoon and ear for dress, is overcome by greediness. Then the barber conducted them well into house and clubbed them. Under the clubbing, some died. Others had their heads broken and began to bow. But when the soldiers in the citadel heard the howling, they said, Well, well, what is this tremendous hubbub in the middle of the town? Come along. So they all scampered and saw the monks rushing from the barber's house, blood streaming over their bodies, and being asked what it meant, they told exactly how the barber had behaved. So the soldiers 
fettered the barber and carried him off to the court together with such monks as had survived the slaughter. There the judge questioned him, Come, sir, what this shameful deed by you committed? And he replied, Gentlemen, what else could I do? And with this he related the behavior of Jewel. The judges therefore dispatched Samansar, who returned with Jewel, and they questioned him, Merchant, why did you kill a certain Chan monk? And he, in turn, gave a full account of the original monk. Whereupon they said, Well, well, let this villainous barbary be impaled, for his act was ill-advised. When this had been done, they observed, Deeds ill-known, ill-recognized, ill-accomplished, ill-advised. Thought of these, let no man harbor, take a warning from the barber, and there is sound sense in this. Let the well-advised be done, ill-advised leave unbegun, else remorse will be let loose, as with lady and mongoose. How's that? asked Jewel, and they told the story of loyal mongoose.